Thank you. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, it always tends to creep in, is, is a Dogen quote. It's, the quote is something like, to study the Buddha way is to study the self. And to study the self is to let go of the self. And to let go of the self is to be illuminated by a myriad of things. So to study the Buddha way is to study the self. And to study the self is to let go of the self. And to let go of the self is to be illuminated by a myriad of things. So we are going to do a metaphor study of the self. This is a practice that I developed partly because I had, I, I, that practice of loving kindness, I, I loved it, but yet the first stage I just found so traumatic, putting myself in that first stage. And I know in some traditions they teach it as a six-stage part where you have the benefactor because people find it so difficult to cultivate kindness towards oneself. I've been practicing for almost 30 years now. And I'm not, elev I'm not, I'm not levitating yet. <laughs> and uh, when I first uh, came along to practice and I can remember leaving the Buddhist center and waiting for a train in the underground and standing rigid like this saying, I hate myself, I hate myself, 10 to a dozen. I just can't even do it at the speed that I was doing it at. But I had so much hatred towards myself. I wasn't even aware it was, I had started to slow down and had become aware of what was turning over and churning over in my head. And, and, and today I, I, I love myself. I do, I do really love myself. And, and there are times when I might hear that voice, I hate myself, but now I know it's because I'm experiencing vulnerability and I'm wanted to turn away from the vulnerability I'm experiencing. Because that phrase, I hate myself, is so familiar that the ego wants to flee to something familiar. It's easier to be with, I hate myself, than to actually sit with the experience of the vulnerability that is going on. Yeah, this is what's happening when we turn away to these things. We, we flee to the familiar voice, we flee to the familiar story, because that's safe to be with the something new, that, that something that we don't know, that we don't know to emerge is so much more harder. But I knew that this practice of loving kindness, sometimes it's called Maitri Bhavna, unlimited friendliness towards oneself, that um, I just knew that it was transforming my life like we heard uh, we heard the brother at the back saying when he heard this woman singing, uh, you know, be here or I am here and how it trans transformed his life. And this practice of loving kindness transformed my life. I could literally feel my heart chakra opening, literally feel it opening and it hasn't closed back or shriveled back to 
to what it was. And and I it, it it's completely it's been a revolution in my life. You know, we one of my my teacher, the late uh, venerable Sanger Achita, often says uh, awareness is revolutionary. But I, I, for me, loving kindness and loving kindness is an aspect of awareness is revolutionary. And I had to, the revolution was learning to love and like myself. That was the revolution. In fact, sometimes it's easier to love and much harder to like. You know, there'll be some of you in this room who love your parents, but you don't like them much. Yeah. So this thing of how do we begin to really cultivate this this warmth, this this kindness towards ourselves. I spent a year putting myself in every stage, you know. I spent a year and I spent another year putting different body parts in every stage of that practice. But what I did was was to develop a practice to unpack this this first stage because the reality is, is that if we don't have a healthy relationship with ourselves, we, we will experience everybody who we come into contact with through the lens of the relationship with ourselves. So when, you know, people say, if you don't love yourself, you can't, you can't love others. I say, no, if you don't love yourself, you're not loving yourself well. That's how you're going to love others. Okay when you are activated, okay? And I, and I remember, I tell this story, I can remember years ago, and this was just when I started practicing, when I was uh, 26, and, uh, and I can remember a lover, I remember being in bed with a lover, and a lover was saying, you look at me as if you hate me, and it was like, been caught out and it wasn't the fact that I hated them it was I hated myself and I was looking at my lover through that filter and I know in this practice we can say well you know those of you who aren't familiar we have the we have ourselves then we have a friend then we have a neutral person somebody who we don't know and then we have the enemy of the mind you know, though when we think of a particular person, we get hot and flustered. Or when we think of a particular person, we start rehashing a story, going into some ill will or some negative narrative. That's why it's the enemy stage, because these are enemies of the mind. And, you know, sometimes I hear people say, well, I can give kindness to the, to the friend and a bit to the neutral person and, and the enemy of the mind, well, but I can't give it to myself which is great, but at some point you have to learn to love and like yourself if you want to free yourself from mental slavery. You have to, yeah. There's no negotiation around it. You can bargain with it, but at the end of the day, we have to learn to love and like ourselves. And it's a practice, yeah. It really is a practice, and if you practice, you will do. And I'm just kind of thinking how long it it, it it increases. But I would say, you know, really working at it, it took a good five, six, seven years for me to really get to that place of, yes, you know. But if you keep on practicing, 
it, it works. And I, you know, even just talking a bit about the other stage, it's, 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 it, I often, when I'm going to work or if, if, if there's somebody who I have a conflict with, and I, it's like, okay, grovel back to the practice of loving kindness because it works. It really does work when you put these people in these stages. And we know that, you know, the ehipasiko, the, come and see, see for yourself, ehipasiko. And we know that in the, the teachings, it, it, it's, it's like from the, uh, the Kala, I'm a bit dyslexic, so I most probably won't say it correctly, but the Kalamata Sutta or the Kalama Sutta, where, you know, the, the disciples are saying, how do we know this is the true teaching? How do we know this is, if this is the right teaching? How do we know? And, 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 you know, the Buddha is just saying, you know, don't believe anything. Don't believe the, the books. Don't believe the experts. Don't believe the teachers. Of course, you know, not to let ourselves off the hook, believe the wise ones. But at the end of the day, the wise one is you. You have to try for yourself. And that's all the Buddha was saying is try for yourself. Often I have people who ask me these questions, what, what can I do? And it's always a trap. You know, whenever somebody says, what can I do? What do you think? Actually, you're best off not telling them what to do because it's, it's a trap. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you do, you say, well, how about trying this? And then they come and sit with you six months, a year later, and they're asking you the same question. You know, and, and you say, well, did you try? No. Like, so again, it's really try for yourself and see what happens. So I developed this, this practice and they're not my needs. There are books called the four basic needs of, of the heart or the five basic needs of the heart. And I developed a practice uh, around these needs because it's really important for us to cultivate certain things towards ourselves. Often we, we're so hungry for people to give us attention. We're so hungry for people to give us affection, so hungry for people to appreciate us. We want to be seen, you know, so hungry to be accepted. We crave, you know, Every one of us here, we want to be seen, we want to be recognized, we want to be noticed. And I always say, those of us who are in recovery will know that all the love that people gave us didn't get us better. All that attention and that affection people gave us, it did not get us better. We have to learn to see ourselves. We have to learn to give ourselves attention. We have to learn to give ourselves affection. We have to learn to give ourselves appreciation. We have to learn to give ourselves acceptance. That is coming home to the body. When we do that, we begin to free ourselves from the mental slavery that Bob Marley was talking about. I don't know whether he actually ever freed himself from the mental slavery, but he knew this is what we needed to do. Yeah. And, you know, I could, you know, if I said to you, if it, you know, how many of you wholeheartedly love yourself with no buts and ands, ands, raise your hands. How many of you? Yeah. 